Hello, and welcome back to the Lady Moon Cast, the official podcast of Lady Moon Co. <laughs> I'm your host, Laura Wong, and that's right, I'm back. Uh, today, we are talking to uh, a very cool person about some potentially boring things that I think need to be talked about. Her name is Taylor Tiemann, and she is a business and trademark attorney. Welcome, Taylor. Hi, you are so funny. You're killing me. <laughs> like my intro. That's. I try. You know. No, it's great. I would, like you like some podcast intros are like very uh, they're very like staged and I'm like all right, give me a real intro. This is great. <laughs> I do it every time. It's they're very low key here at the Lady Moon Cast. So Taylor. <laughs> I have a lot of things to ask you. I don't know, really know where to start, but so what, what made you want to be, is, are you a lawyer attorney? Is it the same thing? I always thought they were the same thing, but somebody was arguing with me about this recently. So apparently there's a small nuance. Usually when people say attorney or lawyer, they mean the same thing. You have to have um, gone to law school, graduated, received a degree, and then also pass a bar exam from your state that you're in. So I use them interchangeably, but I think somewhere out there, there might be another rule. I don't know, but okay. they're pretty much the same thing. So it's not like if you used one or the other, someone would like sue you or something. No, <laughs> I don't think good. so. Somebody was arguing with me the other day and I was like, you know what? Um, I know I qualify for both. So I'm just going to use both. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So what, what did you always want to do that? Uh, that's what my mom um, continues to tell me. She has always told me that I've been asking about being an attorney since I was like eight. Oh, wow. Or nine years old. And I think one of my questions was like, do attorneys make a lot of money? <laughs> I, would, I would assume yes. <laughs> Which I think like half of lawyers that go into being an attorney are assuming they're just going to make a lot of money. That's what I would and assume. I, it's it's a fair assumption, <laughs> but <laughs> um, you'd be surprised. <laughs> huh, interesting. It's not like a doctor where you're like, it's going to be fine. Yeah, you have to be working at one of those huge like corporate law firms to be making the amount of money that I think everybody thinks lawyers make. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they make like corporate law. I've never been in corporate law. They make an insane amount of money, like 200 grand a year. You know, like you go straight there from law school without experience. It's crazy. I never found my way into that just because the hours, I mean, you're, you're making up for it. You're working like 12 to 14 hour work days. Right. I mean, I guess like the clientele, it's like real estate where it's, if you're in commercial real, if I don't know if you knew this or anybody listening, I'm a licensed realtor in the state of California. Oh my gosh. So I don't practice. I'm retired after it was like six <laughs> months. It's fine. But I'm like a referral agent now for my, anyway. Awesome. Yeah. So I, so I was thinking about going into commercial real estate because they make a lot of money because just mm-hmm. the property values and, you know, the commissions mm-hmm. are fucking huge. And, but it is a lot of boring bullshit that I got a book and there was math in it. And I was like, nope. Yeah, math is not, math's not fun. 
Yeah, I, there's not a lot of math in being a lawyer, right? Only when you have to do your own accounting. That is, uh, that was something I found out going out on my own. That's something I had to do. Do your own accounting and right. all the numbers and stuff. Or usually you just have somebody that does that for you at the law firm. So that's been a learning experience. But it's, it's, it's like general addition, subtraction, nothing too hard. Oh, okay. <laughs> just keeping, keeping track of a lot of numbers is not, no. not fun. It is not fun. So when you say you're on your, so you're an independent, like you have your own company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. We have a um, solo, they call it like solo law firm owner or sole practitioner. That's awesome. Just random words for you're on your own. Right. <laughs> So how was your, was your test hard with the bar? You had to take the bar, right? I want, you know, what made me so like, I don't know, spoiler, spoiler alert. Taylor is our lawyer that we're using to get our <laughs> trademark. So the reason why I chose, I chose you or like, re, cause I think you followed me. And then I was looking for a lawyer in my brain. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh, she's an attorney. Cool. She's a woman, you know, like she's young. And I watched the video of you where you passed and your family was around and you just looked so sweet and like happy about it. And I was like, I like her. Let's do it. I was remembering that video the other day. Cause I was like, wow, that seems like a really long time ago. It was about five years ago that I passed. That test is, it is like, it's known to be hard. Um, but I think that, as with everything else legal related, like everyone in the legal field makes things seem a lot harder than they are just because it's kind of like a, a frat house. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is, it's a very difficult, exa- like the most grueling part is that, well, when I took it, it was three days long, but I think now it's two days and it's wow. just, you have to sit for like eight hours of test taking. So that's one of, that's probably the most difficult part. The subject matter isn't anything different from what you have done in law school but they throw like I think 12 or 13 subjects at you so you're pretty much just like racking your brain for every single area of the law which is so crazy because when you get out of law school and you graduate and you practice like I don't practice every area of the law I practice like two or three but I had to pass a test where I had to know every single area it's nuts I mean I guess doctors have to do that too yeah, I would but, imagine. Like the real, it's like the real estate exam was not hard. If you know how to take a test, like it's it's not. Yeah, it, they made it sound. Matter. Yeah, they made it sound really hard. And I took a prep course. I'm a pretty good test taker, cause intuition, and it was like multiple choice. I think there were a few, but it wasn't. It wasn't hard, but yeah. there, you know, it just wasn't. So I, I, yeah. I think a lot of things like that, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to sound like whatever you're smart. Right fine. It is. <laughs> I don't want to sound, but like, I always tell people that want to go to law school or like want to learn about the law. Like it's just a matter of sitting down and, and reading it and dealing with it and learning about it. It's not like, I don't know. Science is really hard for me, but it's just words. Literally we're just working with words and how they're put together and rules it's they're just very boring and loopholes (laughs) courtroom drama that's really interesting so what made you want to go into like what you specialize in 
So I was working at a law firm. All the law firms that I had worked at previously were dealing with consumer protection law. So one of my law firms was uh, like Lemon Law when your car has problems and you have to either take it back or get money for things that are wrong with your car. And then another area that I was in was when you get all those really annoying robocalls and text messages and all that stuff, there's a specific law that protects you um, against those things. So I was working in that, those kind of areas and we were helping the people who were suing businesses. And I was just like, you know, there's a lot of rules and things that businesses have to adhere to. Like, how do small businesses even do this? Like, how do you make, because we're, we're suing big companies, like big banks, and they have the money to have attorneys and figure that stuff out. Um, and then I was like, how, I mean, if you're a small business, like how the heck do you handle this stuff? Um, and then kind of at the same time that I was thinking about venturing out, my friend who owns a Pilates studio was asking me for some help with her um her trademark and some other business legal issues. So it just kind of worked out really nicely where I was able to kind of switch over at the same time I was feeling like I want to change. And now I can pick my clients and work with who I want to, like people like you. Isn't that nice to just be able to do whatever you want and be your own boss? It really is. Like I found you because I just, I'm obsessed with moon stuff. I love the moon, I love everything to do with the moon. I have a cancer that so probably has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh my gosh, I get to work with someone like you. This oh is God. amazing. <laughs> someone who knows zero about fucking. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I guess I don't know zero. I mean, it's just like I've seen movies and the law is, in- it's interesting to find loopholes and be really, I think knowing, well, okay, so, so, what I really want to talk to you about is like sort of small businesses like of my caliber. I don't see a lot of them taking trademarks, legal protections seriously, even though they have big Instagram followings that doesn't protect you from anything. It just protects you like in a weird social way where it's like, Do you know what I mean? Like it gives you some sort of clout, but it really, it's really like a false security. So, I mean, that's why I wanted to get trademarked because I was like, okay, like I'm not doing real estate anymore because this is doing well. I probably should have done it, you know, a year before I ended up doing it, but I didn't. So it's like, you know, now, now's the time. So someone can't take my name, you know, and like something I've worked hard to build up but do you notice that too that there's just Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think I think that's for speaking to like the because we all love followers and they make us money when we need it um but the the only there's not even really legal protection there with having followers but the only thing that followers can really help you with in the event someone takes something of yours is like it becomes this social media fight where you might be able to bully someone into giving something back to you. Maybe, maybe right. not, but legally there's really nothing you can do. Um, and I see it a lot. And I think it's just because there's maybe a misunderstanding of how the legal protection works. I think a lot of business owners think like, okay, when I make enough money or when I, 
am popular enough, then I will look into it. But there's this whole other aspect of it where you have to first sit with the name or whatever you're using and like clear it and make sure that nobody else is using it. And then once you clear it, let's protect it. Because if we wait to the point that we're popular or making a lot of money, somebody could steal it by then. Somebody could be using it and own the rights and you have no idea and then you have to rebrand. And I think people think that, okay, once I'm making enough money, then I will trademark or then I will copyright protect or then I will form an LLC. But there's a lot of things that you could be risking along the way that you just aren't really aware of until it happens. And then you're like, shoot, how do I fix this? No, that's, that's very true. And that's, I think from why I didn't is because I'm like, okay, as I get bored of things really quick, I'm like, am I going to change my name? Is this going to stick? So yeah, I do understand that. I do understand why people wait, but it's kind of like a gamble, like you said, Mm -hmm. because you never know. Luckily, no one really has the same name as me. So far, Mm -hmm. so good on that. We're not completely cleared, but we're on the, no one steal it. Too late, (laughs) bitches. I'm I'm already in there. (laughs) So... It's because it's by, yeah, once you file, you get um, priority, priority right? Date. Yeah, you get the um, filing priority date. So if somebody filed after you, it sucks for them. Too bad. <laughs> Lady Moon's co. <laughs> That's really funny. And it, Have you ever had that? Like, have you found yeah. people that are doing stuff similar to you? Not, Um, not with, not with the intent that like, I feel like they copied my name. Like there's a, there's a few where I'm like, oh, it's, it's close, but it's doesn't bother me really. I'm not super like threatened by that because whatever, I just don't really care. Um, That's the beauty of registering it. Like you have that in your back pocket so you can be super aggressive with it or you can just be like, you know what? That's cool. Until somebody's like really doing something messed up. I'll let it fly. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's the benefit of having, we should talk about the benefits of having your trademark. Like if someone were to get Lady Moon Co, Ma, Co's, Lady Moon, Lady Moon Companies, I could be like, hey, bitches, that's mm-hmm. not going to fly. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know if I would do that unless it was, if they sold like watches, I'd probably be like, eh, it's fine. But if it was like witchy pens, I'd be like, okay. That's a problem yeah. for me. Um, what are some other benefits of having your name trademarked? Um, monetary benefits people usually are most concerned with. So like licensing. So if you wanted to go partner with someone and create something together, they could use your brand. So that is the benefit of how you take advantage of if you have the big following and people want to partner with you and collab with you. Once you have the name registered, you can start asking for money for people to use your name, which is great. Instead of just kind of relying on hoping that there's some money exchanged with the partnership or the collaboration, now you have a a brand name behind it and you can go into it being like, look, don't, you can't use this name unless I give you permission. Here's why. And here's how much I'm asking for it. You can, you don't have to, but you again, have it in your back pocket. And it's something also that 
I see a lot of small business owners that are eventually looking to either like go into big name stores Mm -hmm. or partner with big companies. And they, they are going to want to see that you have your name trademark because they don't want that liability of working with someone who doesn't even own the name. And then if there's a problem and they have to like pull everything off the shelf, like they don't want that. They're not going to mess with that at all. That's yeah. Yeah. That level of, of, it's like being, uh, taking it seriously. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's borderline, that's baseline taking it seriously is like owning your mm-hmm. um, trademark. And yeah, no one's going to like Urban Outfitters wanted to partner with me and I didn't have my trademark. They'd be like, oh, OK, never mind. Like, what are you doing? You know, and I think, I think they, might, they might work with you, but they might feel like less inclined to offer you more money. Yeah, they take you less seriously. Yeah. And it's like I feel like a lot of businesses female owned businesses, particularly on Instagram, don't think of themselves in, in a professional enough way that they could have that sort of clout. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah. oh no, you should protect your, cause it's like a tool and it's like legal shit is like, it's professional. It's business. It's like, you know, quote unquote, yeah. what the boys do. You know what I mean? It's like. That's so funny that you say it. I feel like that is so true and it's hard to pinpoint like where because sometimes I have clients that come to me and they're like my husband told me I needed to talk to you and I'm like where are the guys learning that this is a thing to do and we're not like we're all going to the same schools like nobody is telling you about trademark anytime unless you're in law school so I'm just like where are these dudes learning because I see Cause now I just am on top of like whenever stuff is trademarked, if I see it like out in the real world and I see these guys trademarking stuff, like the minute they start with a business and I'm like, that is, that's confidence. Cause you're just assuming it's going to do well and you are rolling with it. And I'm like, why, why that sometimes as female business owners, are we not ready to do that yet? Or do we not feel like we should have that or maybe there's it's just an education aspect i'm still trying to figure that out i don't know at what point right the guys are getting that information (laughs) i think you hit on it like the confidence thing it's like as a sex men are more confident Mm -hmm. most of the time because they're men they're the dominant whatever (laughs) and we're traditionally have been submissive like you know Mm -hmm. and it's just women are, we're still figuring out how to, I, it makes me sad when I see people not taking themselves as seriously as they should, because Mm -hmm. like straight up, I learned a lot from male, but like Steve Jobs is one of my like heroes. He was an asshole, but he was fucking genius. Just like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot to be learned from male business owners but Barbara Corcoran, another person who's like badass bitch. Like there's, mm-hmm. it do, it's not, I there's more her. men than women, but that doesn't mean that women aren't doing enough. It's just that we're not heard. Like there's less women doing it. So it's, but a lot of women just kind of disregard the accomplishments of men in, because it's like, Oh, fuck them. We're whatever. But I've always been like, take from it what you need and mm-hmm. use it for yourself. Like don't disregard it because that's how you succeed. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, so I watch some of my, uh, like law school classmates and male counterparts, like all go out on their own and open their own firms just 
confidently. They don't know any more than any one of us. And I'm like, why do you, okay, cool. And then I sit here, like when you, everybody questions themselves and you're like, all right, if that person is confident enough to do that, like, I know I'm more than or equally as capable. Yeah. It's like that shit can do it. I can, <laughs> I can do it too. Exactly. Did you, it's pretty, it's pretty male dominated being a lawyer. Is that the industry pretty? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most firms that I've worked at, it's more men, unless they're making a conscious effort to hire equally. Like my law school was extremely diverse in terms of ethnicities. And then I think we had more females than males, but then once you get out and you practice, there's people, people hiring certain people over others. And then there's women doing other stuff if they have families. But um, yeah, law stuff is generally a boys club for the most part. Right. That I like that you have your own practice. And can you talk about Legal Miga and what that is? Because I think that's really cool. Yeah. That is uh, legal. That has my baby. My um, when I opened up my firm approximately one year ago, <laughs> I wanted. To, I saw that there were a bunch of not a bunch. It was like a handful of attorneys that were offering subscription type legal services, and that was really enticing to me because my whole firm, I run off of a flat fee basis. So you always know what you're going to be charged. I'm not going to charge hourly. I'm not going to like hit you with a bill randomly just because I don't, I never felt comfortable charging like that. And then taking it to the next step of, okay, is there a way that we can make this more beneficial for me and for you as the client where you pay a monthly fee to get access to me, to ask whatever you want, whenever you need me, Um, And you can contact me whenever something comes up instead of like having to schedule a consultation, having to be like, is this a problem or not? Do I feel like paying you for an hour of your time to talk to you? Uh, And there's a handful of attorneys that are doing this type of, um, that are offering services in this way. And I think it's really cool. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to offer it to small business owners because there's a lot of questions that pop up when you're running a business and even if you, you don't know if it's legal or not, like I get, I get questions about like insurance and stuff all the time, but business, at least having that person that you can ask, um, you know, if something comes up is, is awesome. And so I offer that to my clients that are on a, uh, monthly subscription type legal service membership. But yeah, that's great. I like the, I like that you, geared towards small business. There's just so many, there's Mm -hmm. so many people that, and you know what? It's really fucking daunting to be like, I need a lawyer. Like choosing a lawyer. I was like, cool. I'm gonna get some old crotchety, like (laughs) fucking like racist dude or something. I don't know. Or better call Saul or some shit. Like, so yeah, when I saw you, I was like, Oh, I like, I like how you just market yourself and like, Instagram presence, like follow small businesses that you like, like that's so smart. And yeah, it, I don't know, just was the right, it's not as intimidating because you're, we're probably like the same age, you know, Mm -hmm. we're like, you know, similar 
it, I don't know, we're women. Like it just, it feels better to me. You don't wear a suit all the time. Ever. It doesn't seem like, I don't know. It's just less Ever. intimidating like <laughs> to just sort of have someone, like you said, that's not going to, that's going to be really upfront with like the costs and the process. Cause lawyers are notoriously like sleazy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's a little less intimidating. And I think that is what stops people too from, from getting protected, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, legal stuff is, it's not cheap, but it's also doesn't have to be ridiculously expensive like usually if you're working with a law firm the reason you're paying a lot is because you're working with um like a big law firm and there's a bunch of small attorneys or solo attorneys that are just as capable but we're out here we and we can offer you know more affordable pricing because we don't have that huge overhead Mm -hmm. um like i don't even have i work from my home office so i don't even have to pay uh office space or anything Mm -hmm. so there's things that go into me being able to offer more affordable pricing and and approachable I guess too because I like lawyers have such a bad reputation and I wish that it would change but then I just keep seeing lawyers out there doing really stupid stuff like those two that were brandishing weapons recently what uh, at the protesters did you hear about the lawyers busted out guns at the protesters I get. I think it was in Missouri. Oh There's Lord! Two attorneys. There. I don't. I don't know the facts. So, like, I have to be fair. I don't know the facts of what happened. But apparently, they were like waving guns at protesters who were outside their house, and the people with the guns were claiming that the protesters broke down their fence. I don't know if that's true, but the protesters said that it was peaceful. And I'm like, if you're an attorney, you should like stay inside. Maybe you know. You know the law. You know what is right and wrong. Like, don't walk yeah. outside with a gun. It's okay. it's not necessary. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's disturbing. It was crazy. I saw it and I was like, "Wow, that's really embarrassing." And then I looked at two two days later, and they're like, "Oh, two attorneys with." And one of them works for like the ethics board of the state. <laughs> wow, really? Oh, nothing surprises crazy. me now. The days. I know people are going nuts. Yeah. Um, so a trademark and a copyright, these are little symbols I see being frivolously used by people I do not think have the proper (laughs) protection. I was told before I talked to you about it, that using the little R with a circle is a no, no, if you are not Mm -hmm. actually copy, like you can get in big trouble for that. But using a TM is like an intent to, to trademark. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. The R with the circle means that you are registered with the trademark office. So if you are not registered with the trademark and you would know because you would go through the filing process and pay the monies and do the yep, things, get the fancy certificate. Um, yeah. Don't ever use that if you're not registered because that's actually considered fraudulent. Um, the TM is for either if you have an application pending and it just hasn't registered yet, or if you're just like, I'm chilling, waiting to file my application and I just haven't done it yet. And I don't feel like filing, but I want the world to know. And I want to put everybody on notice that I am claiming the rights to this name. So the TM is, uh, you can use it pretty much whenever. That's cool. I think everyone should fucking do that because for a while I thought, Oh no, it looks like, 
it looks assertive and 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 I'm like, why am I fucking thinking that? It looks like, <laughs> oh, I'm taking myself too seriously. And oh, I'm, a, I don't know. That's what women do, man. We talk ourselves mm-hmm. out of power situations. It's like, no, that to me, when I see someone have a, t- a trademark, it tells me they take it seriously. Like it's, mm-hmm. they're going to protect themselves if they need to. It's like putting up a fence outside your house. Yeah. It's like, exactly. like, do not come or like, it's like what, putting up um, an, a lot like a, ADT sticker on your window. You're like, mm-hmm. you come in here, I will fuck you up with my alarm system. I don't know. That's I agree. But if no one like, has it, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, we see it like we've all grown up seeing that symbol yeah. everywhere on big brands. So subconsciously, like our brain goes, oh, that must be something important. The yep. minute we see that, like I'm looking at a can of Diet Coke right now and I see it. We ha- we know what it means. I want to find, oh, on my water bottle, there is right there. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Holy shit. What else can I find it on in my, it's, I don't know if I have, <laughs> my taxidermied mouse doesn't have one. Um, that's all I could find, but that's cool. Wait, does my Canon camera have it on there? I don't think so. Uh, no, I, I don't see it. But that's very true. And that, yeah, it's it's a power move. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's okay to do that. I don't want people to think like, oh, it's, you know, what I thought. Where it's like, oh, I don't want to have like 200 followers and then have a trademark. And then people are going to be like, why? You know, like, oh, look at her thinking she's so, that's what women do to each other. It's like, they worry mm-hmm. about what other women are going to think of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, a fucking problem. Yep. It's really annoying and I'm very much over it. Like it's weird. So, Hey, if you got out there, you got your business, you have <laughs> one follower. I'll fucking follow you. Taylor fucking follow you. We don't care. You, you put your TM up and I think that's great. I love it. I love seeing that. I mean, yeah. obviously you're but. like, I love seeing that. <laughs> So, so when my, my, my trademark goes through, I can put the little R and because Mm -hmm. I had put it, you know, I can, it's legally, I have a right to use that symbol Mm -hmm. is what we're saying. So if you have an R up and you don't have the R, do not put it up because if someone reports you, right, that's how it would get caught or do they sweep for it? They don't really sweep, but it could. My FBI um, agent, that's assigned to me. Well, like, you know, they say that everyone has an FBI agent that's assigned to them. They'll catch it. Is that a thing? Oh, you didn't hear? Yeah, it's a thing. It's not true, but it's everyone jokes like, you know, you're the guy watching you every day. Like, like how it's how like your phone knows, like after this podcast, I'm probably going to get ads for like lawyers and stuff mm-hmm. because I'm talking oh, about yeah. it and my phone is right here. Right. So they say I like your little FBI crazy. dude is listening. I literally think that's the creepiest thing ever. And I, do, but I also, I also use like Facebook ads, so it's yeah. good, but it's, it's weird. I, I, weird. I'm more, I'm more interested for them to actually release like what they're doing back there so that they yeah. can listen and know Apple. what the heck we're talking about. Apple's hit. Can you hear me? I really don't <laughs> give a shit. Cause sometimes it gives me good suggestions, but it is creepy. Yeah. It's so know. weird. It's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's the, yeah. Like the level of far- false security on Instagram and like you said, numbers can protect you in a in a fight if you're having a dramatic encounter, which I would never 
wish on anybody. <laughs> um, the, the, yeah, there was an instance I heard of, I will not name names, where somebody took a very similar website name to somebody else and then redirected it to their site, which I don't oh, think is, is this, legal. <laughs> is this like really famous people or is this somebody that, uh, I heard about that happening with like presidential? Oh, did that happen with on that level too? I think, I think Trump took the domain of one of Joe Biden's domains or something. Yeah, and redirected it. Was that the one you're talking about? No, but that's the same exact <laughs> example. So let's go with that one. <laughs> Wait. I well, that's not that's surprising. That. But that's kind of <laughs> dirty, right? I was like, oh, is that legal to do? If you purchase the domain, you can do whatever you want with it. But if someone owns the trademark rights to the name that you're using in the domain, it could be a problem. Right. I think so. If it was like yeah. Joe Biden's name, JoeBidens.com. <laughs> it was probably like Joe Bi- JosephBidens.com. Wait, maybe it was Bernie. I don't know. One of them. Trump took somebody's oh domain. God. It was funny. An idiot. <laughs> There's a thing I saw on TikTok, which means it's probably not accurate, but um, (laughs) people were going to Trump's website. Wow. Going to Trump's website and abandoning checkout (laughs) on a bunch of shit so that his site said everything was sold out or something. Oh, my God. And it was like, because it messes up your your site, apparently, if that happens too much, which I've never had a problem with, but... I've yeah, just these creative ways to dick people over is pretty funny. Okay, here's a thing that bugs the shit out of me. Ready? Okay. Let's say that we both have businesses and I make Mickey Mouse pins. Okay. And then you make Mickey Mouse pins. And then I say, hold on, that's my Mickey Mouse design. And then they fight over it. When does no one, why does nobody say to these people, you both don't own the rights to fucking Mickey Mouse. You realize this, right? I was talking to my brother about this recently because he's very into like antique vintage stuff. And then he follows people that do pins. And he was like, wait, why are these people fighting over this Beetlejuice design? Yes. When neither of them own it. And I'm like, I don't know. Nobody, they think that they own it, but they don't. Because (laughs) the the public scene you're causing is actually causing you more risk Yeah, (laughs) than anything. I don't quite understand how people don't. And it's fine. Like I do pop culture references, but if someone else does a practical magic pin, do I get upset about it? Fuck no, because that's not my intellectual property. I mean... Even if it was like almost the exact same thing, I would not give a fuck (laughs) because it's just not, unless it was like an original design, it's just like, at what point, I guess my question for you is, is there any protection from that when you're using like a Mickey Mouse inspired design where it's like Mickey and Minnie and they're kissing, let's say, but it's your art, but the property is not yours. Like, do you have any legal protection over the, over that design. It's a very, it's like a spectrum. So the closer that it looks to actual Mickey Mouse, 
the the worse off you're going to be because you don't have any protection. You haven't added anything to it. Um, and you haven't basically caught, this is a copyright law issue, copyright law. So like Mickey Mouse is an image that is protected in probably a lot of different. Oh ways. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like old school Mickey, like new Mickey. So all the you, Mickey's are fucking protected. You guys. Yes. And they will be protected. Pumpkin Mickey is there. protected for um, all time. <laughs> If you like change it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to a place where you feel comfortable that you're not infringing, technically those changes you make are your changes and they might be protectable. But if you made like a color change, that's not enough. Um, and if I you made him it, wear like a little jumpsuit with, with a bat on it. Can I still recognize that it's Mickey? Oh yeah. Eh, not enough. I mean, I wonder if this, at this point they have the circle and the two ears, just those three circles Probably. together. Boom. You're done, everyone. Please stop fighting with each other over stupid shit when you look really petty and non-professional. I hate it. Yeah. It's annoying. Um, I think it's uh, a lot of, and that's a good point, a lot of the fights that happen on social media, people think that they're doing themselves a favor and they're not ever because most times people may think protected. So you're just causing a scene. And at the end of the day, you can't really do anything about it unless you have a registered copyright or trademark. And then you also, if you start saying things about another person or another business that aren't true and you're just guessing because you don't have all the facts in front of you, that could put you in trouble too. So I just like, I, when I see stuff like that, I'm like, oh, man, I hope that they really know what they're talking about. Cause this could get up. <laughs> yeah. I, I like to encourage people to think outside of Instagram because there's this, like, again, this culture where these businesses operate with each other, this community of people that will fight with each other over this shit. And I'm like, what are you doing mm -hmm. like this is not what do you think apple is fighting with microsoft like this like perhaps but in a much larger scale they're not like do you think target and walmart are fighting over this shit perhaps but it's like gonna be worth it like it's gonna you know what i mean and it's like you guys yeah. if you ever want to fucking elevate your shit you have to think like a big brand you know what i mean i don't know i mean maybe they don't maybe they i don't know it just bugs me because I'm like, it's usually women or women identifying people that I can tell it's women fighting with other women. And I'm like, you look so stupid and ill-informed and you're just being petty. And it's, I don't know. I, I like to encourage people to not be like that because yeah. there's room for everybody. I mean, really. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to make a pop culture design, you have to realize that other people are going to be inspired by the TV show that you were and make this, you know, hopefully it's not the exact same thing, but even if it is like, oh, well, you mm -hmm. know, like, don't do that. Don't copy people's art. That's just not fun for you. But like, there's legally like in the adult world, laws exist. <laughs> Business laws exist and we should all be a little more like knowledgeable about them 
Like even what yeah. you just going through the process with you, I was like, oh shit. Okay. I did not know all this stuff. Like it's interesting. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot that goes into it, but I think, I think social media has given everybody like a, like you said, the false sense of security. Like what are your followers are not going to like hire a lawyer for you or I don't know I've seen sometimes where some there's like GoFundMe's for people but like that lawyer is going to turn around and say you have you don't have rights to this so I'm sorry I can't help you like all after all that a big old fight <laughs> yeah after all that and it's just caused you stress and honestly drawn attention possibly if you're big enough to the to Disney or to mm-hmm. someone that works for Disney that you're copywriting their shit mm-hmm. and I haven't heard of a lot of cases where they've, I know they sweep Etsy a lot. Like if you, you know, if I have a pin, I don't name it the exact thing that it is, (laughs) but yeah, like, but I've been caught, I've been flagged for sure for something. I forgot what it was. I think it was, oh fuck. It was American Horror Story. It was something I did about a design I did. And I think I hashtagged it with no, it wasn't that. It was in the name and it got flagged. I mean, you, and you change it or you drop, you take it down and you move on. But like yeah. those people are out there that are, you know, because those people also worked hard to create their brand. And it's, even though they're big, they're not soulless people. They're like people that's, you know, I don't know. Does that make yeah. sense? No, yeah. Like big There's corporations like big have entities. Have, yeah. They hire people to do those sweeps for yeah. them. I would. I mean, and honestly, once you have your trademark, you have to kind of monitor it so that in it, because if you allow someone to come in and just like, if you get registered, let's be positive here. When you get registered, okay. the, if you don't monitor and somebody else just like starts using your name and you don't tell them to stop that when you go to renew, uh, that doesn't look good to the trademark office. If they're like, okay, well, we gave you this registration. Do you care enough? because that's Mm -hmm. really why most people monitor it's not because they like don't they want to like stifle creativity it's Mm -hmm. because to keep your rights you have to make sure that other people aren't stealing your stuff oh wow yeah I didn't know that so you have to protect you have to be active with it to a certain extent Mm -hmm. well that's really interesting like how so if someone's had the same is it what if someone had like lady moon co and was using it Mm -hmm. and I didn't step in that would look badly because then they would, if they went to go try and register something, um, they could just show proof that like, okay, well, I've been using this and for this amount of time and here's right. why I have these limited rights to it now. And then you're just kind of like, I can't really stop them. Whereas when someone tries to register, um, that like the closer someone gets to your name, you want to keep your rights as intact as you possibly can. And by doing that, you have to stop other people from using your name. If you see it, if you, if you don't know, it's a, it's another thing. But if you have like proof that someone like emails you and they're like, Hey, can I use your name for this? And you're like, yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. No. If they, if you later try and say like, <laughs> Hey, they're infringing, they're going to be like, no, I'm yeah. not because you allowed me to. And then the trademark office is going to be like, well, you let them, let them kind of mess around with it. I so guess there's, that there's, one, I, I have a specific yeah. question for you. I will ask you when we're done recording, <laughs> but there's a few that are close, but not the same. And it doesn't bother me, but I'll, I guess I'll just run it by you to see if I need to eventually 
crack down. Here's another question because I could see this happening and you may have come across this. If somebody does infringe on your, on your name and you just happen to find out, and let's say you both have a lot of followers and you're quote unquote established and you, you throw the book at them and you're like, Hey, you can't use that name anymore. I'm sure they're going to be like, wow, what an asshole. She, you know, mm -hmm. she took our name, fuck them and send all. And it's like, I could see that getting pretty dramatic pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though because. you may be within your rights and as kind about it as possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to look at like how it's more beneficial for you if they haven't been using it as long. But there's situations where like, even if you have a registered trademark and somebody has been using that name for like 20 years in a random state, you may not be able to stop them from using it in that very isolated area. Right. But like the minute if they like moved right next to you and started selling, they wouldn't be able to. So the best, the best thing to do to protect yourself is to federally register. But if somebody has been using that name for like 30 years on a product in like Albany, New York, you're not going to be able to shut down their little mini store. But if they start coming online and start selling like everywhere, then you're able to be like, look, I have the, the federal rights to this. So it's, it's wow. like a very fact specific determination. That's really interesting. Are all the, are the trademarks all federal, like by default or is it by state? There's, you have to file with federal. If you want to file federal, you yeah. can also file state, but that's, that's just limited to your state. So that's more for, so I did federal, right? Okay, mm -hmm. cool. So <laughs> I guess that was more of like brick and mortar stores would do state if they were just like, eh, I'm just, you know, like when I open my pumpkin patch someday, I might just do state. Oh my gosh. Are you really going to do that? Yeah. That's, that's my so life cool. goal. I'm fucking not going to want to be on Instagram forever. Like, fuck that. So I might like, well, that's a question, I guess, too, is like, if you have a trademarked name, I guess we'd have to add pumpkins to the. Yeah, we're going to have to add pumpkin patch if you want to oh name it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I might change it up. That's so funny. I might just sell the stuff in the in the barn, whatever the fuck. That is so cool. No, that's my, yeah, I want to open a pumpkin patch in, like, Washington State someday. That's oh my, my gosh. That's my goal. When I'm older, that I'm already, so like... Funny over Instagram. So we'll see, but that's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I guess you just have to not be afraid to assert your dominance in a mm -hmm. professional way. And like, honestly, I tell people like that are arguing or whatever. And it's like, unless you can come at somebody with a cease and desist, like don't even bother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's keep it yeah. professional. Like, why? <laughs> there was exactly. an instance where somebody was arguing with a ex friend of mine over the way their pins were made. They were using a, a certain sort of enamel <laughs> that these other people used a lot. And they were like, called her out about it. And I'm like, you don't own the enamel rights. What are you was it even like a, doing? Was it like a color issue or did it just look different, like more shiny or something? It was, it was opaque. It was see-through. 
Right. Is that, is opaque mean see-through or thick? I don't know. I think it means see-through. So I'm going to go with that. I think like foggy when I think opaque, but that might be wrong. It was like, it was like basically sheer color. Were they exactly the same pin, but one was just opaque and the other was not? No, they were both using clear enamel so you could see through it. And it was a similar, it was a pretty similar concept on my friend's part. I was like, you shouldn't make that. And she did anyway. But just to not, you know, it's just like, why? It's funny to hear, not funny. Like I I don't, I don't like when business owners are fighting and it's not fun when you're on like the worst end of that, but the things that people think are legal or or not legally okay are interesting versus like what is just like business ethics. Yeah. What are some like like, more examples of that? Do you, and you think of any more? um, Like if someone like a, some sort of like a distributor, something like that. Like if you start selling to your other competitors, uh, well, sometimes that's legal with non-competes, but there's certain things like certain business relationships. If you go and start selling like your own thing, if like if you were providing me pins mm-hmm. to sell, and then I just started making my own pins that had not that didn't look like yours at all, like I have no, I'm allowed to do that unless our contract says I'm not. Yeah, totally. But it, is it shitty? Maybe. Yeah. If I'm just gonna start doing pins. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. there's that there's really unless it's in the contract, which you probably can't prevent me from making pins unless they unless you have yours protected and they look like yours. Um, it's just interesting because it's like, well, that's just a, a business decision. Yeah. Legally, there's not much we can do there. Right. And that's why you don't work with whack ass people. <laughs> this is another thing I have learned. But you learn these things like in all seriousness, like you we're all just on Instagram, you can just fucking start a business. You can have zero mm-hmm. experience. I didn't have any experience owning a business. I had been an actor and a performer and a realtor for a very short amount of time. Actually, no, that's not true. Not before, but I became a realtor like the last, the beginning of last year. So I had been in business for a while already, but it was like not, I wasn't making enough money to like live off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I was like, I'm going to be a realtor. No. So <laughs> did that. It was fun. But what the fuck is my point? Oh yeah. So we learn <laughs> we learn these things like as we become business owners and then we make frenzies and then we all sort of have to figure out each other's boundaries. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those boundaries, you cross someone else's boundaries and hopefully they will tell you about it and then you can resolve it. That's not always the case. Sometimes they don't and they're shady or like someone crosses your boundary and then you don't express yourself. And it's like this whole fucking thing. Add on top of that, we're females, you know, it's just, it gets really catty real quick. But I, yeah, like how I used to think that trademarks were, were snooty. They're not. They're mm-hmm. not at all. Like that's, and maybe that's come with like my experience of just learning and having good mentors around me that are like, have taught me how to run a business. Like it's, I don't know. It's comes with like professional maturity, I think to an age and just 
Because, you know, it's just like a West, uh, wild, the Wild West out there on Instagram. Like anything sort of it is. goes. And it's, I want, I wanted to have you on because I want people to know that there's, there's options that you can take that are less stressful on you emotionally. <laughs> than a social media fight. <laughs> yeah, than a social media fight. It's like, come on now. People are laughing at you. Like, what are you fighting about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please stop. Now or there's attorneys watching going, you're endangering yourself. Yeah. Like, stop, stop, talking. Like, stop <laughs> you're drawing a lot of attention. Now there are cases where like somebody, I have friends that make like uh, things that I don't know if they legally protect or not because it's on a design by design basis. And I, I understand that probably could get expensive to mm-hmm. and artists are very frivolent and like not fr- frivolent in not money, but like frivolent in like, frivolous where your ideas come and go and they're sort of oh I feel like this one day and then and it's hard to keep up with that yeah and then I see I see it happen where you know people will like directly make they're like handmade things and they'll make the same thing and the same exact Mm -hmm. thing and I'm like that's different than the Mickey Mouse example yeah what is there any protection that those people have if they aren't trademarked Mm -hmm. you can usually copyright protect things that you're creating so like for example the designs of your pins yeah copyright protection though extends to things that are unique and when they say unique it usually means did you in your brain think of this thing and create it without any other um influence right it doesn't mean that if you're influenced by something you can't protect it but if you only change like a little bit of something it's probably not going to be protectable but if you it's it's like a totally like fact dependent we have to compare item by item but you definitely can protect the things that you have uniquely created through copyright protection and and you actually have to register those things if you want to be able to have any sort of legal recourse Trademark is a little different because you can kind of fall back on um, very limited laws to protect you if you don't register. Copyright, though, they just changed this. You have to protect things in order to be able to sue someone for infringing. So if you saw somebody that was like making the exact same pins as you, and if they were an original design, you would have to register those to be able to sue them for money. If you don't want to sue them, then it's not a big deal. Yeah. But usually... Usually if somebody's making money off stuff and we're losing business because of it, uh, we want them to stop and we would like some monetary compensation. Right. Yeah. I wonder what, so, so if it, for example, I don't know if you, you probably know this, but like if it were, I have a pin, for example, that's, it's, it says witchcrafty and it's a glue gun. Would it be tough to copy, to copyright it or to protect it? because it's a glue gun, which is an actual product that already exists? Like, is it that specific where it needs to be like a blob of nothingness, like that original? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that is creative or unique enough because you are like putting out a pin because witchcraft. And I'm assuming there's other like colors involved. Um, It is a lot easier to copyright something, especially if you are the only creator of something. So if you 
are creating things and you have other people working for you, it gets more complex to start copyright protecting things because you have to like show the paperwork of who made what, who did what, when. Um, but yeah, the, the uniqueness is there, I think. That's interesting. And if it were a phrase, is it the same thing? If it were like, like how I do make witchcraft great again. By this point, I think there are things that, that are in the zeitgeist and just hive mind. And I think that's one of those things. And even if I was the one that first put it out, which I think I was, uh, I'm like, I don't really care about that. I don't feel like protecting of that because it's a political statement. And it's, mm. I don't feel like that's, I don't feel like protective of that. I'm kind of just, there's certain things that I've maybe come up with. Maybe we're one of the first people to sort of I think things can come up at the same time with multiple people, especially phrases that are like clever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really protective of that, but like, I would imagine it's hard to, at that point, it's kind of like the first person that, that gets it, gets it sort of mm-hmm. a thing. If you want to even enforce that, it's crazy. Like, it's very interesting. Yeah. The, um, I mean, the best bet, like the best protection and if you want to be first, like get that application in because the trademark office will give you priority over someone who maybe was doing it first, but because you filed first, they'll give you priority. And then that person has to go argue and oppose and do all that fun yeah. stuff where you're just like, nope, I just applied. Yeah. I wonder if even like Trump's, obviously he's trademarked Make America Great Again because he's an asshole. I wonder if they could fight that if I were to like try to get make witchcraft great again. They probably have. There's a lot of things that it's like that. It's like that phrase like, oh, stay calm, blah, blah, blah. And you insert your own. That's the sort of like you can put make fishing great again. You can you can Mm -hmm. insert many things in there. And that's why it's funny to me. But I would imagine a lot of people try to trademark. I wonder if they get denied because that would be interesting. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll like look at it and click. I'm curious. But yeah, the, when you, um, hmm. obviously the more you change it, the better. Right. But if it's not funny anymore. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but for example, like hit, like, let me see. Now I'm curious to see. I'm assuming that it's trademarked. It's probably Watch trademarked. it's not trademarked. We would be like, let's get it now. And then sue him. <laughs> it's probably a trademark for like, um, political something whereas yours would be for like the pins yeah when you're looking at it those are different things but are the names close enough maybe maybe not that's really funny i want to see if this is (laughs) registered because if there's a bunch of other like make america something again that means that it's fine that oh i see yeah how picky are they being make um, now am I going to get like a Trump ad? God, we're I'm... probably going to. It's fine. <laughs> It'll count. Our daily life activity will counteract it pretty quick. That's happened to me before. Oh there's okay. So yeah, there's a lot of people that have put make America or makes blank great yeah. again. Okay. Or yeah. make America something again. Yeah. Does he have it? Trademark? Was he, he wasn't, didn't that come from somewhere else? Like, wasn't that a, a slogan from, Oh, I don't oh my know. God. The first one. Yeah. He trademarked it in 2015, huh. uh, which is also interesting. Like, wait, when did he file this? 2013, 2012. When did he, wait, when did he, he fucking run? When did he, when was his like 
announcement that he was running. When did Obama become president? In 2010? Not 2009? God, I'm terrible. I don't know. Oh, my God. How early was Trump thinking about this? See, that's the other really cool thing about trademarks. You can see, like, what people are thinking about doing because it's all public. That's badass. I'm going to Google when was Obama. (laughs) He was president when... When was Barack Obama president? 2009 to 2017. So, whoa. He was thinking about that very early on, Taylor. He formally announced in June of 2015, and he filed in 2012. So he was, like, ready to go. What (laughs) the fuck? Did we just have a breakthrough? Whoa. That is nuts. Okay. That's That's very interesting. See, like somebody else has trademark Make America Great Again for lighters, and they were successful. Oh, okay. They don't really give a shit then. So, yeah, I don't think if you use uh, your phrase, Trump should not come out. Is anybody copywritten that? Make witchcraft great again? Maybe, maybe not. The phrase itself. You're like, I'm not doing work right now, Laura. Sorry. No, like this episode interesting to me. Somebody's trying to trademark make America great again, dump Trump 2020. Okay. I support that. (laughs) These are interesting. That's really funny. Oh, man. That is interesting because you can find a lot about, uh, a lot out about, is that a public thing you can just look up? Mm Mm-hmm. What is it called? Yeah, uh, you can literally just Google USPTO and then space T-E-S-S. The USPTO is uh, United States Patent and Trademark Office. And then the TESS is the trademark some electronic something search. That's cool. Yeah. You're bored, like everybody. Just... That's how people find out what the Kardashians are doing. Because some people just like search their names all the time to see what they're filing. Fuck, that's smart. I bet they have a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Like with all their kids and stuff. Damn, that's it's cool. Crazy. Yeah, all their kids and all their kids' names and all the... Mm-hmm. Damn, that's really interesting. Yeah, my husband, like, gets all of our nieces and nephews. Excuse me. Nieces and nephews, like, names, domain names. Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. Yeah, he's, really he's like, gotten angel. all my domain names, too. Like, I think I have ladymoon.com, even though it's not ladymoon.com. It's ladymoon.co. Ladymoonco.com. All like the iterations of it are covered. That's really important because this happened to me where I trademarked Legal Mega, but somebody bought the domain before I bought it because I was just trying to make sure I could use the name and register it. I'm not thinking like, let's buy the domain because I've never been a business owner. Right. Because <laughs> so, you go legal first. You're like, yeah. yeah. So somebody literally owns it. And it's one of those like cyber squatters that's asking a grand. And I could fuck? fight them. I could fight them on it, but this is also a good lesson for people if they're trademarking. I could fight them, but the cost to fight them is like $200 more than it is the cost to just buy it from them. And they know that. So yeah, we'll see if I feel like fighting them for it. That's such an uncommon name. I know. I well, wonder they how do they... It because they, they like see there's people that like troll the registrations. Oh shit. And they go buy the registrations with the intent to sell it back. That's not legal at all. And if you can prove it, then you can win the name back. But 
in order to start that process, it costs like $1,300, $1,500. Whereas the price they're asking to purchase it is like $900 because they know. Fuck that shit. That it's is so easy. dirty. I know, but it's a hustle. It's a hustle, man. We're all doing <laughs> something. There is like this whole, I don't even know, because like I see your pins and I like your pins. I didn't know that there's like this whole pin thing that happens. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. There's a whole pin community. <laughs> and I've sort of, I've, I don't, I've learned to separate my business friends from my actual human friends. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all human, but I don't know why I said that. But like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a part of, that's, that's something I had to learn. That's like a lesson you have to learn when you're a business owner. Like you have to put it, I'm sure you knew that like going to school. I don't know if, did they talk about that kind of thing? Like social really. professionalism, I guess. Not really. You kind of just like learn that. Cause yeah. like, I can't, I can't, I start when I started, I was like, yeah, I want to work with like everybody who wants to do a collab. And it's like, no, you no. have to make sure <laughs> that Run. you want to actually work with that person. I thought I was like super naive about it. I was like, yeah, let's work with everybody. Yeah. Nobody's going to be rude or mean or sketchy. Not at all. Shit no. changes <laughs> when your numbers start going up and you get, some people get cocky and turn into dicks. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just life. But I just recorded another podcast by myself today. And I was talking about how, what the fuck was I talking about? I just blanked out. <laughs> My thought just went, bye. What was I talking about? I don't know. But yeah, people. Followers. Oh, yeah. I don't even know where my point went. Sorry. That's a goodbye. It's done. Um, that's so weird. I hate when that happens. I know. But yeah, there's things you have to learn and there's no like guidebook to selling things on Instagram. And, mm-hmm. but I think a good place to start is just classic legal advice that, you know, how much is your membership like a month? Does it depend? It starts at the monthly is between 149 and 299 the higher ones include document review so contract review so if you have contracts coming in i'll look at them for you um and the minimum is 149 and then members you can email me text me and you get 30 minutes of phone calls a month that's really really mm-hmm. resourceful yeah i think it's it's cool because you can, and then I also like guarantee that I answer in a certain amount of time for members if they have a dispute, like what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What's like the craziest like situation you've come across? Have you, has there ever been something where you're like, oh shit, uh, this is exciting. There was, there's kind of something going on right now that I don't know if the person is ultimately going to want to hire me we're trying to figure it out but like people think that it's a bigger problem and then when they realize that they either needed to have put protections in place to begin with or that it's going to be expensive ish to deal with they're like never mind I don't care about it anymore it's not a problem and I'm like well it was a huge problem enough for you to tell your how many thousands of followers that it was a problem but now if you want to like actually deal with it they kind of back down yep 
That's crazy. Because most of the stuff is like, well, that's either not protectable or you didn't do anything to protect yourself in the first place. And now we have to backtrack and it's going to get ugly. Right. So not a lot we can do. That's, yeah, that's, and that's real life, folks. That's, (laughs) that is, (laughs) this is straight from the lawyer's mouth. That is what real, how real life works. So like I tell people, just get, your email list tight and get off. Think about if Instagram was gone tomorrow, what would I always say? Like, you know what, if I could just get a little more protection from Instagram, I would pay a monthly fee Mm -hmm. to be, to sell. I mean, I built that shit completely on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't pay for fucking ads. Like it's, it's a delicate, fragile system that can be gone any day. And it has people's accounts like just get hijacked. They get, oh yeah, I was going to tell you, you guys, there's a new like two-step protection that Instagram implemented. So that will help with that. But I saw that. Did you see that? Yeah. It's, I was like, okay, cool. Hopefully that, (laughs) but it's, you know, it's such an interesting, it's become like a business platform that I don't, that was not intended to be that way but they're not, I wonder why they're not charging, you know, like, are they just cool? I think the connection with Facebook may be why they're not charging. Mm. I don't know why, but I just think because, because they're assuming that the businesses are ultimately going to run ads. Maybe that's why they think. And we do like sometimes, or some people do a lot. That's actually true. Well, it's a free, it's a free platform. It's definitely interesting if you can keep your head above the the drama. Do you do the marketplace that Facebook slash Instagram directly offers that they just rolled out? Do you do that? I don't know if I do because I don't go on my Facebook anymore. Like I have it just because I need to have it. I think you have to like upload your items to a Facebook shop. So maybe not. I don't think it might directly do it. I'm not exactly sure, but I, I do have like, you know, I, I tag my, it's connected to my Shopify, my Instagram. So I can just, I should do more ads. I just don't, I don't fucking have time to do, as you know, like being a single owner, it's yeah. It's hard. I did a I did an ad course with this girl that had a really amazing course and she showed me how to like maximize it. And I was like, I've been doing these totally wrong. Mm-hmm. And there is a science to that too. And it takes yeah. so much. Time. That's a whole nother thing. And like hi, it, people think, you know, lawyers cost a lot of money. Like they do, but what you're getting in return is like valuable protection and like hiring someone to do your ads most of the time, some people are sketchy about it is worth it. Like if you're not someone who likes to be hands-on with the social media, hiring someone to do that is yeah. so fucking worth it. Like it's getting help. Like it's okay to just get help when you need to get help, you know, like professional yeah. people that are professional in their fields. Yeah, I agree. I'm just a little OCD control freak. So handing over. <laughs> yeah. Hard. Uh, it's hard. Oh, is there anything else you want to mention? 
in terms of advice for new business owners or people that are more established? Um, I think just like being open to and not ignoring legal stuff. I think people are uh, blissfully ignoring it for a reason. And it's like, once you just dive in and try to learn about it or like find an accessible platform to learn about it, it's not as, it's not as scary as you think it is. I think there's just like this cloud over it. Mm-hmm. people just don't want to deal with it like same thing with taxes like I just ignore it and I have somebody else handle it because I don't want to deal with it but it's like one of those things that it's just better to like jump in and know what you're missing instead of just not caring yeah and understand how that works too I had a whole tax thing where I was I didn't understand it and then I uh, took a workshop with a woman who's a tax a tax expert and also a witch And it was really, really informative the way she just talked about it's empowering, like knowing how the, how the scary numbers work and knowing how like legal systems work. Like that's information like that is empowering to know about as a woman, Mm -hmm. or if you're a person who just, you know, doesn't, we're not really encouraged to think about those things. It's like, you said like, oh, my husband told me to you know, and I'm guilty of a lot of those things. Like with technology, I'm like, I don't know. I don't really care to know how to, what, what, how this fucking recording machine works. I'll just ask my producer, you know, like whatever. It's fine. But things you need to know, you know, it's like contact a professional, right? Yes. Yes. They're out there. (laughs) They're out there. So uh, tell everyone where they can find you or contact you. Don't just like DM her. Just... You can if you want. She's not free. I'm I'm a little, uh, I will like, like usually I will let people know if you DM me, if it is something I can answer for you generally, or if it's something that it's going to require a consultation. That yeah. in and of itself, just like business owner wise, being able to draw that boundary has been difficult because like I want to give as much advice and info as I can. But now I'm like, I have to make sure that this is something I can advise on. I have to make sure there's no conflicts. Like if I don't answer a DM, it's because I'm figuring things out on the back end to see if I can even answer you. Right. Your time is money too. And knowing your time is valuable is another, is another thing that uh, as women, we need to take more seriously. Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly agree. But yeah, I'm on Instagram. All all that fun stuff about Instagram. I'm on Instagram all the time. (laughs) What is your Instagram handle? At... Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R-M-T-I-E-M-A-N underscore E-S-Q. So it's Taylor M. Tiemann, E-S-Q. Underscore Esquire. It's www.ttiemannlaw.com. There you go. I like that too. That's good. (laughs) Well, but really everyone, if you need uh, a non-intimidating, super nice lawyer, Taylor's your chick. And thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm honored that you asked. Oh, it's it's fine. It's you're welcome. <laughs> I'm gonna keep you on, but I'm gonna sign off here. So okay. I have some questions for you, if you don't mind. Um, uh, you can find me at <laughs> ladymoon.co or at ladymoonco. Thank you guys for listening. Bye bye. Take yourself seriously and stand in your power. Bye.